Hi, this is Karina Ganters, host of Behind the Pen, and you're listening to the audio podcast. Enjoy. watching Behind the Pen with your host Karina Gantas. Nice to be back. This is a special for LitCon 2021 and my guest today is Tina Hogan-Grant all the way from the US. Hello Tina. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing good. We were just having a little off-camera chat and we found out that we're both from the UK. That's right, British Invasion. And we actually both left the UK at the same time uh, for different reasons, of course. What, what do, you, do you miss anything at all about the UK? Have you ever been back? Yeah, I, I haven't been back as often as I'd like. I mean, the last time I went back was about three, about four years ago. But what I miss is a history. I lived in mm. Northern England and the castles. You don't get anything like that in America because it's such a young country. Yeah, so you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna see buildings from the Roman times. So yeah. I do miss the history. I do, and the green. I, I, in California, we don't get a lot of green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you certainly got that in the in the UK, but then you've got the rain. Yeah. That's something you don't get a lot of no. in California. No, we're, in, we're in a drought right now. So mm. again, <laughs> what's the wine like over there? Because I heard California does some really nice wine. From what I hear, it's really good, but I quit drinking in 91. Good on you. Okay. Right. So moving on. <laughs> Let's, um, we're going back to the UK because you were 18 before you left. So you had your, your school and, and I don't know if you did extra curriculum before you left at 18 or you left straight away um, after I, I got out of there. Got out of there. When you were at school, <laughs> did you have any uh, notion that you were going to be creative? Even even growing up as a child, were you into music, singing, drawing, writing? Was there any creativity showing you as a child? Well, my dad was an author. Oh. So, yeah, he was an author. He, he wrote science fiction and he was very successful. Um... So I've always been brought up around books. We never had a TV in the house. Dad wouldn't allow it. We came home from school, it was read a book, play Scrabble, do puzzles, no TV. That's so I was good. always brought up and I learned about loving books early. And because of that, you know, he installed writing into me and I always loved to write, I always kept a journal, but I didn't look at it seriously as a career until he passed. So, because I always had an idea for a book, which I had in my head for 25 plus years. And then when he passed in 2010, and then a year later, I got diagnosed with breast cancer. I told myself, you know what? If I'm going to ever write this book, I better start thinking about it seriously, because we don't know how many tomorrows we have. So that's kind of what started my actual, okay, I'm going to knuckle down and write this book. And then from there, it just progressed. But my dad has always been my mentor and 
influenced me about the joy of books and writing, always. Wonderful. So that's how kind of, you know, the seed was planted. Thanks for that. <laughs> do you do you remember back when you were you had the love for reading what your favorite books were? I first read the very first book that I read on my own was Alice in Wonderland. <sighs> and I you know that's just a book that stuck with me and then I got into um The Secret Gardens and mm. Little Women um all the all those kind of books. And then when I was a little bit older I picked up on um, Little House on the Prairie. So those are kind of all my my favorite growing up books, but adventurous, you know, but Alice in Wonderland was the first book I read on my own. <laughs> going, okay, going into your teens now, what were you reading when you were a young adult? Oh, gosh, um, let me see. My God, that's so long ago. <laughs> I'm going to give away my age here. I'm going to stick with Little Women and Little House on the Prairie, from what I remember, Kept in my early classics. teens. Yeah, the classics. Um, those are the ones that stick out. Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Mm-hmm. That one. Um, so those. those you don't get YA books like that anymore. I mean, some of the no. stuff that you see in YA books, the amount of violence and uh, sexual innuendos in young adult books, you'd never see that. I'm so disconnected, that. and it's yeah. really sad. I, mean, um, I have grandsons. One is nine, and he really, really loves to read. He loves reading, and he He's loves writing the Harry short Potter. stories. Oh, good. That's a good thing. He loves to write, and he loves writing short stories. So when he comes up on weekends, we'll sit down and we'll write a little short story together. Oh, but I let him. I'll let him tell most of the story, and I'll just kind of put in little plots, and let's describe this a little bit more. And But he's nine, and he loves to write. Oh, so maybe he'll be... be the, I mean, wouldn't that be an amazing project for both of you to actually write a book together? Publish, publish that book from all those short stories you've been writing together. I would I, I mean, that would be fantastic. Last year when he was eight, he entered a uh, Halloween short story contest. He did all of it. He did the illustrations. I read it and I gave him a little insight, but it was mainly his thing. And he got second place. Oh, so. wonderful. So that, you know, I love that the schools are doing stuff like that. Stuff, yeah, no, writing. that's good. That's really good. My, my youngest was seven when she illustrated and wrote her first book. She's 11 now. She had her second book out when she was 10. Uh, oh, I think, wow. I think they're starting young nowadays. <laughs> I love it. And it was self-publishing. And yes. it gives them the self-esteem. And exactly. if we recognize their achievements, you know, and keep pushing them forward. I mean, she's always been into art, and it's only lately since her books have been published that she decided she wants to go into animation, which is, she's 11 years old, and she wants to go into animation already. And uh, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, she's, she's so talented. I'm so proud of her. And we do, we do a lot of projects together, you know, so uh, that's, but that's, that's something for you and your grandson. I think that would be something to, uh, that he could keep Forever, you know, yeah. that, that book that he did with grandma. Mm -hmm. Maybe Let's... there'll be more than one. We'll work on Ooh, more than one. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about your own stuff. What was the first thing you wrote? I'm assuming, well, I'm probably going totally the wrong direction here, but I'm assuming with the situation and what made you write that it would be maybe non-fiction biographical? 
Actually, no. It is um, fiction, but based on true events, based on my life. And um, it, basically, when I started to write, I planned on writing this one book because I had a strong message for women. I'll, I've got it right here. It's this one right here. This one. Reckless Beginnings. Wonderful. And it, you could call it a coming of age because it does begin when I'm 12. Oh. And the main character is Tammy Mellows. And like I said, it's based on my life. But when I moved to the United States, you know, we all make these terrible decisions. We have a path that we want to take. And anything that's going to disrupt that path, we kind of avoid or we are in denial. And I found myself um, being dictated by a heroin addict. Oh, dear. Um, yeah. And my life was in disarray. It was upside down. I believed at the time that his needs were more important than mine. This and is that I should just... Over in the U.S. In the U.S. And I should just settle that things will get better. Of course they don't. They just don't. But it took me a long time to realize that. And in order to get my life back, I had to face many challenges. I had to um, step up to the plate and be strong. But when I was going through this, I actually looked for books from what did they do? Uh, but I couldn't find any books. And that's when I had the idea that maybe I should write this book. So that's how this one came about, which records begins. And it was published in 2018. Here's my question. Why yes. did you not go nonfiction and do it as Because you? I wanted I, them, I wanted women to pick it up and relate to it. And I think being a, read as a story, not a memoir, not a biography, but just as a women's going to be all proper or rules or instructions. I wanted them to just connect that other women, you're not the only one, there are other women out there, and this is a story based on that situation. It's not, it's not um, a diary, it's not a journal, but it's something that I think women can relate to because yeah. it's, does that make sense? Yeah, you know, it does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> you, the character was 12 in the book. And how old is she when the book finishes? By the time the book finishes, she is, let me think, 21. 21 or 20, maybe, maybe 23. 23. Mm, quite and a the, few years. Uh, quite a few years. She, I was with, Stephen is the herring addict. He was also the father of my child, my son. Um, and... Um, everything in the book happened. The only thing that changed was uh, people's names. Yeah. But when I finished the book, um, Reckless Beginnings, I got a lot of emails. Number one, women thanking me. Um, it also got a lot of media attention because of the war on drugs. And it got the nickname of the silent and forgotten one, which is the voices of um, loved ones behind an addict because they're rarely heard. You wow. always hear about the addict, but you don't hear about the person with the addict. So people were saying that this book gave them a voice. So basically, um, when you were promoting and marketing it, you weren't, even though it's a novel, you were still letting people know that it was based oh, yeah. on your real life. Oh, yeah. It, and it says in the description, it's based on true events. And then, of course, after the book was written, people were asking me, well, what happened to Tammy, you know? After the situation with Stephen, da, 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 da. well, book number two came along. <laughs> oh, wow. Better ending. Better ending. Oh, that, and that and this is book two in the trilogy. 
after the situation with Stephen, I went on and became a commercial fisherwoman. 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 I went and fished for lobsters in the Pacific Ocean for 10 years. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. So this is all about, each book is a message. And this one is all about hanging on to hope, clinging on to hope. This one is about chasing your dreams and pushing yourself to the limits and just telling yourself, if you really want something in life, you can go out and get it. And this is, again, focused on women. You know, that, you know, women can be strong even because I was, I threw myself into a industry dominated by men. You said And I was intimidated by that. I was intimidated, you know, by the snarky remarks, oh, she won't last till the end of the season, you know, little things like that. And I said, I'm going to prove these guys wrong. So this is what this book is about. Where and it's also the, a love story. Yeah, where did the lo- love for, for lobster came from? What made you want to go into be a, a female? Uh, the, the guy in the book, Dwayne, is my husband now. Mm-hmm. But I met Dwayne after this guy, Stephen, mm-hmm. and he was a commercial lobster fisherman. So he oh, introduced me into the industry, gotcha. and I absolutely fell in love with it. I fell in love with it. He taught me everything I knew about fishing, and we had brilliant times. And this book actually won Best Action Fiction 2020 from Reader's Favorites. Oh, so wow. Well, Congratulations. That was really nice. <laughs> yeah, very nice. <laughs> So this came out last year. And did then, you get your medal? Um, did you go to the ceremony? I did. Well, I did. I have it. I did. I got that. So that was really cool. I'm really proud of that. Well, um, so this one came out January of last year, um, but I still wasn't done. I thought, okay, we've got two books in the series. No, nope, there's one more. And one more came out January of this year, and it just came out. It's this one, The Reunions. Mm. And this is the final book in the trilogy. I'm done. <laughs> It just came out, and this one is, um, in book one, there's me and my sisters, there's Tammy, Donna, and Jenny. Well, all through the entire series, which spans over 35 years, we're separated. Mm -hmm. And we're basically separated by an ocean and divorce. I'm in California, one of the sisters is in England, and the other one is in Colorado. And we never get together for 35 years. And in this book, our mother, who is known as Rose, has one wish to see her daughters together one more time. So it's all about be it about um, time is time on their side because the mother falls ill. So it's a race against time, but it's also weighs heavy on the consequences of procrastination and how short life really is. Mm. So it gives you a strong message on that. And this just came out like three weeks ago. Oh, congratulations. Well, did you know, you. I mean, your life, did you know your life was going to be a trilogy of, of books? Did you think that when you started the first book that it was going to be a trilogy? Because you've lived such a, a, a novelist life that could be turned into a novel. I had no idea at all. When, when Records Beginnings, my first book came out, I had that one message for other women um, but I had no, I, I had no intentions of putting my entire life out there. I mean, not everything's out there, of course, but I had no intentions of writing three books and having my life be an open book. But, um, the, 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 um, feedback has been fantastic. People are loving it. And I post personal pictures of actual scenes 
from the books that people can relate to, and especially the fishing ones. You know, I mm -hmm. post a post. I mean, there's actual scenes in the book that I described, and I'll post a picture with that excerpt from the book, and people love it because the connection is right there. So, so I really, you know, I mean, it's kind of bittersweet that yeah. the trilogy has come to an end. But I, I am also writing. I have another series going on too because I also wanted to remove myself from my life, you know, mm -hmm. and write something else too. So in between the books, while I was waiting for the editor or the cover designer, I wrote, I started writing a steamy romance mm -hmm. um, trilogy. Now that's not based on my life. <laughs> no, this is, this is definitely fiction. Okay, what's this fiction. about And then? it's called the, yeah, it's called the Sabella series. And I have three, that's book one, Slater, mm -hmm. and then Eve, mm -hmm. and then Claire. So this is the Sabella series. And I'm currently working on book four, which is called oh. Jill. And Slater, the book one, all the characters are in that book. And then each character gets their own their book. Their own book after. Okay. Their own so, story. And I wasn't planning on doing that either. It's funny how that happens because it happens. I wrote book. <laughs> it does. I wrote book one. I thought, okay, I write this steamy romance while I'm waiting for an editor on one of the other books. But then when I got done with it, I thought, you know what? Eve has a story too. I'm going to write her story. So that's yeah, how, she's whispering you know in you. She's whispering in your <laughs> ear, telling you she that's wants it. her own book. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I know exactly how it works. But yeah. uh, mm -hmm. so, so getting into um, Slater, what is it about? Uh, Slater is okay. There is a, a prequel that's free to my newsletter. It's called Davin, and that's totally free. It's a short prequel. Um, it's, it's a mystery suspense with, with some steamy scenes, but it's basically um, Sabella meets Slater. Um, he's like the guy we all dream about. But Davin is her ex and, and wants her to join him in Texas. So it kind, he kind of webs like jealousy and lies and deceit to try and get her to come to Texas. Mm -hmm. So it puts her new love to the test. Is basically without giving too much away, um, but Davin is not very nice. <laughs> when you said the the series name, is that because they're all sisters? Uh, I gave it Sabella. I call it the Sabella series because it, um, Sabella was the main character in the first book, okay. and she kind of holds the series together. She's in every. In fact, all the characters are in all the books, but Sabella is kind of keeps everyone together and afloat. And she is just like, I want to call her the ringmaster. She's not dominant or anything like that, but every story, Sabella's involved. So I wanted okay. to call it the Sabella so, series. So they're not, they're not family. How are they, how do they know each other from work, friends? Um, basically through work. Uh, Sabella, book one, was a dental assistant at the dental office. Davin was a patient. Um, Claire was the x-ray technician mm -hmm. and Jill worked at the front desk oh, and right. they all hung out together after work and she meets Slater on the beach after she has said her goodbyes to Davin at the airport she lives, it takes place in San Diego so everything is around the beach um, she went to the beach and um, she met Slater and then things progressed from there okay. and then a few days, yeah so it's it's um you have to get it. <laughs> what, what made you, I mean, I know from a fact, especially when you're writing about stuff 
um, that's personal to you and it can be take you to a dark place, you need to walk away from that sometimes and start work on something new or just forget about it and leave it away for a month and then go back to it. So so you, you, you've put it aside and you started work. What made you, what gave you the idea for, um, well, we'll say the, the uh, prologue first, because that would have been where your first initial idea of the series came from. Um, what was it that gave you the idea for that? Was it reading other books, watching a film, a TV series? Where did the, the initial, series? Yeah, where did the initial idea come from? Many years ago, because I always loved to write. I've always liked did journals. Before even my mattress beginnings, the Tammy Mellow series came out, I, was, I belonged to a site called writing.com. Mm. This was many years ago. I'm going to say 10 years ago, mm. and it's still around. But I love the site because you could enter these little contests, and they mm -hmm. will give you a subject matter, and you write this 1,500 or 3,000, whatever the criteria was, to write a short story, and then they had judges judging your work and telling you, okay, you need to put more of this in or this doesn't sound. Anyway, so I loved it for that. And I always, for whatever reason, would enter the adult um, short stories. And I loved doing them. I don't know why, I just loved doing them. So um, I, was, I would enter like once a month or a couple of times a month. And I actually won a few of them. I thought, well, this is cool. So I did that for a few years, and then when I was writing Breakfast Beginnings or waiting for the editor or something, I was pulling out my old writing folders, and I came across my old stories that I had written, typed up, and printed out. So I started reading. I go, oh, you know what? I should write. You know, I should write a, a steamy romance just for fun. So that's kind of why I decided on the Sabella series. Oh, I'll go back here and do this again. Did and I thought, you... oh, I'll just write one book. Was it from um, a short story that you'd written before? And you it just was kind then... of a mix. It, yeah. It was, yeah, it was a combination of maybe three yeah. that I had put together into one book because part one book took place on a, um, on a beach and then the second part was a mystery. It wasn't, it wasn't too steamy, but it involved some suspense. So I kind of grouped these three short stories together. You know what, I'm going to use these ideas and do a, another story, another series. I'm not serious awesome. book. And that's yeah. kind of how it started. <laughs> so so how steamy are we going? Are we are we calling it erotica? Are we calling it contemporary uh, romance? Or are we going into the BDSM field? No, it's steamy as in romance and um sizzle. Not behind closed doors. Um no, you, you uh no no, you get you get the details. I don't go too heavy into details, but you get the details. Um, but there's a story. I mean, the sex is, doesn't carry the story. No, there's, it should never without, do. Without the sex, there's should. still a story. Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. some erotica writers get wrong. That it's not erotica and then the genre. It's it's the story, the characters, then the erotica part. And right. that's what many writers do wrong. And uh, it, it, to carry a story, if, you know, if yeah. it's needed... If you, yeah. You put it right. in. If it's not, you leave it out. Exactly. And I wanted to show the chemistry between Slater and Sabella. I wanted the readers to feel that chemistry. So I felt the need to put in some steamy scenes. How was she going to feel the chemistry? <laughs> so your, your fans um, from the first book, 
Um, you said you got a lot of feedback and media attention and what have you. What did they think about your new series? They actually loved it. And that was one thing that kind of, I wouldn't say held back, but I'm like, now, should I go under a pen name? Should I start another website? Been there. <laughs> I mean, I thought myself, you know what? No, yeah. I'm not going to do this. And I, I took a step back and I looked at myself and I said, do I stick to one genre when I read books? No, no. I read a, an array of books. Why do I think my readers are only going to stick to one genre and not read anything outside that box? Exactly. Maybe I'll introduce them to a new genre. And I also looked at it like I will be expanding my readers' audience by your marketplace. Doing... Your marketplace expands because you're working exactly. in a different genre, of course. Right, and like you know, I have my I have a group on Facebook. I have like 2,500 members. It's a, I love my group. I love my readers, and I told them, look, I'm going to write this book. It's nothing like the Tammy Mello series. It's nothing based on my life, so don't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> it is a steamy suspense romance how do you it's feel about romance. that yeah yeah and i'm giving you a heads up right now don't buy it if you don't like to read steamy romance there will be other books that i will write they're not all going to be steamy but i do want to write this series and i'm giving you a heads up. and i was flat out honest with them and um, I think some of them chose not to read it. That's their choice. Mm -hmm. I said, you can also read it and just not read those pages because mm -hmm. there's still the story there. Yeah. I says, but 95% of my readers have read it. They love it. They're giving it five stars. Perfect. And they told me to write more. Perfect. And they even write in the reviews, you know, completely different from the Tammy Mailer series, but I love it. Yeah. It shows a different style. It shows your versatile. It shows a different style of writing. Exactly. Because you yeah. were writing, like I said, from, from personal experience in your first series. And that's a, that is a different style of writing to writing um, a fiction in your imagination and letting the characters more, come alive. You to, yeah. You have to be more creative. I mean, of in course. the Tammy Mello series, I knew exactly where the story was going. Yeah because it's my life. Yes. With this series, I'm like, okay, talk to me characters, where are we yeah. going? Yeah. Exactly, you have to listen, you, they, you have to listen to yeah, them. Listen. And, and uh, they'll take you to the right place. But uh, I was the same, I mean, I'm a prolific author, 14 books, I write in everything. Nice. Started off with MC thrillers, which are outlaw motorcycle thrillers. Okay. Bad boy bikers and stuff. Then I went to total, 180 and did a, a fantasy duology thanks to the lord of the rings for that oh um, nice then i've done some short story collections flash fiction two of those uh then i did a ya supernatural thriller um then i did a after that i decided i wanted to go and do an adult book and working with another author, she wanted to keep her version clean. I wanted to go erotica. So we've done two, exactly the same book, exactly the same story, but oh. two different types. So the reader gets the, the opportunity, either, either one of them, yeah. So this was a dystopian, like dystopian sci-fi erotica. And I was told, don't do it. Change okay. your name, go for a pen name, you're going to lose your readers. I was like, look, my readers like the MC, and that's really heavy. 
violent. You know, we're talking about yeah. outlaw motorcycles. I've known them all my life. I was writing about what I knew, so I didn't hold right. anything back. You know, I gave it to them exactly how it is. So, so if they can read that, and then they can read a young adult fantasy, clean young adult fantasy, and enjoy both of those, then it's like you said, not one person reads just one type of book. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm going to go for it. And uh, so I let my readers know that it was coming out and uh, warned them about it. I lost six subscribers. That's it. There you go. See? Yeah. Just, and, and, and they loved it. And, and if they didn't want to read it, I'm not forcing them. I'm not putting excerpts exactly. into my newsletter. I, I'll advertise uh, a picture, uh, not erotica, but the front cover and um, maybe a quote from a review. But I won't force it to them through my newsletter by leaving an excerpt. I'll do a clean reading and I'll put that mm-hmm. on my newsletter. I'll do an there erotica reading and the link will be there if they want to listen to it or not. Exactly. Give them the choice. Give them the choice. Exactly. Um, yeah. My next novel goes really dark romance we're talking abuse uh, rape we're talking three of the biggest mafias in the world um trying to get hold of this one woman and when they get their hands on her she's in trouble until she finds her happy ever after but i do put her through hell and back um, before she gets a happy after and i'm not worried about publishing that because what i've done is since I've been writing it, it's been on the public, it's been on Wattpad, it's been in my narrations, it's been in my newsletters. Um, So everyone, all my readers know what Broken Chains is about and they know what I'm doing with it. So when it finally comes out, whether it's published or self-published, whichever way, when it finally comes out, they're ready for it, they know about it. Anyone can go onto Wattpad now, put Karina Gantus, Broken Chains, and they can read the full book of the first draft on there for free. And that's going to stay on there. You know, it was the first time I've ever opened myself up like that and allowed the public to read my writing before it was ready, before it was edited, before it was second, third draft. That's very brave. It was very (laughs) brave. It was very brave. But again, it gives my readers a chance to know what's coming up and not to be so shocked it you know if you like with the readings I say if you're under the age of 18 if you're easily shocked turn off this video because there's going to be violence or swearing or whatever in right. it you know I give them a chance uh, and, and it's also under because it's on YouTube it's under the uh, over 18 so not oh, legal no everybody right. can watch it anyway so um, so I've made sure that I've covered myself that way. Um, when it comes out, uh, who knows what will happen, but I absolutely mm-hmm. love the book. My beta readers have been triggered and have loved the book. My editor was triggered, but she said that was good because it showed how strong emotions that I brought out to people right. through the book. Um, and I will pull a warning, of course, because there are people yeah. that have been through uh, rape and abuse and I don't I'm not glorifying it and I don't want to upset people when they read the book yeah. so there will be a warning for it but That's good. it's it's good to to branch out and to try different genres I mean 
except for Western. I think I've done everything now. You, yeah. Science fiction. Have you done science fiction? I have. Yes, I have. I have. Okay. Uh, <laughs> in my short story collection, I have three or four um, okay. science fiction. They're not about little green men, though. They're more about <laughs> um, experimental issues, experimental okay. and viruses and stuff that you wouldn't want to read right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. But that, I mean, that came out before the COVID, so it's not my fault. Ah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so what's next for you, Tina? Because you've done, you've done your, your trilogy based on your life. Um, you've done your steamy romance. Are you going to go into another genre? What's, what's um, Well, I still have... Door? There's still more for the steamy romance. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm working on book four right now. That's going to be Jill. Okay. And I'm hoping to have that published by the end of June, beginning of July. Mm-hmm. Then there's going to be one more after that. That'll be the final book in the trilogy and it'll wrap everything up. Right. Um, that'll be that book over with. And then I do have, I'm contemplating in my mind, but nothing's even begun with it, is mm-hmm. another series that I want to do. And I'm leaning towards it being more of a, um, uh, like a comedy romance. Romance comedy oh. or chick flick, something like that. So it could be YA. Uh, it could be. I'd have. I don't That's know. That's a but huge only... marketplace for you, Tina. It is. It My is. only problem with this book, this series, is that I'd have to start them in advance, like three books in advance, and I'd have to rapid release them like every six weeks. Because <laughs> the reason why is because I know for a fact there will be fifty-two books in the series. So in order for me to still have more written before I die. <laughs> 50, 52 books in the series. 52 in the I already know that there's going to be 52 books. So I'd have to get a head start and have some all ready to go while I'm working on the next three or four or five. <laughs> so, so if you've got every, not, not 52 books, of course, but if you've got a really good plan ahead of where this romantic comedy is going, yeah. I, I've never I've never heard that before. Yeah, I kind of, I exactly know where it is. And I don't want to give too much away. No, of course not. But I do know that it's going to be 52 books. I also know that my readers are going to be completely involved. Um, and if I use, uh, if I use their information, they're going to get a copy of that book where that information goes. That's that good. Getting them involved is, is really involved. good. Because and then they also will tell me the ending of the last book in the series. Tell you how to start your new book. Uh, no, they're going to tell me how the, end, how the series ends. The 52 books or the... Yeah. yeah, they're going to tell me how it ends by a vote from all the others. I, yeah, I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> tell me, please tell me that these are novellas and not novels. They're going to be about 150 pages. That's, be about that's, a, that's, that's still a novel, but not, not, yeah, as, big as, your, not as big as your others. No. Well, Sabella series, e, let me see, Eve is 180, 180. Oh, but this one is 300. Yeah, they're 180. This is 320. Um, they're so, going to be about this size. Wow. But I want to keep around 150. Tell yeah. me, are, are you a plotter or a pantser? Oh, definitely a pantser. 
definitely. I tried to be a plotter with this woman. <laughs> I tried to be a plotter with Eve. She wouldn't have it. She wouldn't. I had a whole, a whole story plotted out, planned out. No, she took me in a totally opposite direction. She wasn't going to do that. She'd never do that. So after that, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit down and let the characters tell me what happened. Exactly. I that's, that's, I don't understand these people that plot. It's just, for me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pantser. My plotting you is don't... having a, an idea, basic idea, knowing where it's going to go, and then mm -hmm. you just let it breathe. Yeah. I mean, it's like with, I can understand you'd have to plot if you were doing a murder mystery. Because you would have to have all the clues or everything that's happening in the book add up to who done it. Mm. I'm guessing. I've never yeah. written a murder mystery. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think I think that's probably the, the most, uh, in, in genres, probably the one that would definitely most likely mm. need plotting. Um, but I think you could still pants that one. I think yeah, well, I've never written one, but you no. probably could. Are you? Um, oh, God, 52 books. You've just threw me completely <laughs> in a loop. Especially when you've got nothing, <laughs> nothing charted down. Of, of Do you go with titles first? No, because I, I kind of, the only thing, I, mm, I don't want to give too much away. The only thing I have to do, I mean, is where the book begins. It can either begin at. <laughs> Okay, I'll tell you this, but this might be giving it away too much. No, I don't think it will. Should it? Okay, I already know that the series is going to be called 50 States, 50 Dates. Ah. Uh, there we go. Okay. That should give... Okay, but how do you make that storyline for, for, for one state, one date into a 150 page book how do you keep how do you stretch it so do you know what i mean i mean i could do novella probably 50 states 50 dates little novellas little pocket little oh, pocket books you know no this book slater is one date is 178 pages eve is one date and Claire and uh, Travis. So you've is done one it day. before then. Okay. I've done you're, it before. You're an and expert. I do, yeah. yeah. I'm not an expert. I'm still learning, but I do know how to stretch it. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to make it a comedy. And, you know, I mean, I can't. She's going on um, a road trip, this woman, who I have no idea what her name is. And she's going to each state. And she is looking for her forever husband. Oh. And it's going to be 50 states, 50 dates. Does and in each get, state... Does she yeah. get her happy ever after? We don't know. You're, I leaving, haven't, I you're know. leaving that up to your uh, readers, aren't you? But that's kind of where it's going to go. I love so. it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> Fabulous. Very, so that's very, as much as I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, that's very unique, very different. Uh, I wish you all the best with that one because... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's going to take a lot of planning. And like I said, I'll have to have at least five or six books all ready to go. Because if I do a book every six months, I'll be dead before I get to book 30. <laughs> but 
but, but I mean, oh, how can you write a? I mean, I, I know they do that to write a, in November a month for uh, a book. Oh, the um, write, write a book. What is it? Nano Nemo. Nano Nano Rimo. There we go. Nano Rimo. Um, they do. I did it once. I won't do it again. Well, I, I think about my. The thing about my writing is what I, I, how can I put it? I discipline myself every single day to write a thousand words a day. Ah, see, I can't do that. I ha my day is not over until I have at least a thousand words on paper or computer, whatever. Well done. But I can't go to bed until that happens. And it doesn't matter if I do 400 in the morning, another 200 at lunchtime, mm -hmm. and another 300 in the mm -hmm. evening, but they all have to tally up to a thousand words a day. Mm -hmm. I might do a thousand words in the morning and be done. Or I might be on a roll and do 3,000. But I cannot go to sleep until that thousand words is done. And if one of these books is 50,000 words or 30, no, let's say 40 to 50,000 words. So if I work, write the minimum of a thousand words a day, 40 days, I'll have a book. Mm. If I stick to my minimum. But that's quite low. I mean, 1,000, I mean, that's, yeah, that's like half, half, half an half hour. Half. That's half an hour's yeah. work if you're writing quickly, yeah. Exactly. And if I I'm on a roll... People like you that discipline and give yourself that strict regime, I mean... I, when I was doing Broken Chains and I'm working on um, Toxic 2, which is that dystopian erotica with the author again, same author. So I'm working on two books at a time. I run Author Assist, which helps uh, independent authors with marketing and promotion. That's five days a week, nearly 10 hours a day. And that leaves me for the Saturday and Sunday to promote my own books and do my own writing. So I was giving myself, and I don't normally discipline myself like that, but because I only had the weekend to do any, right. 2,500 words to get done over that weekend. A couple of times I missed it. Most of the time I hit it. It makes you right. feel good when you hit it. It really did. It, 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 does, good. it does, because when I wrote Reckless Beginnings, you know, I started writing it after my dad, after my dad passed and the cancer, but it still took me another eight years wow. to get it published. And I told myself after that, I said, you know what? My next book is not going to take another eight years. That's just unacceptable. So that's when I started this regime that, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a thousand words a day and get this book out. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did with Better Endings. And it was published within a year. So <laughs> because it works so well with Better Endings, I just... Continued on. You're with, with a publisher. Are you self-published as well with your other series, or are you with the publisher with that one as the well? The Reckless Beginnings is with a publisher. I'll never ever do that again. <laughs> I get the rights back in June of this year, oh, and all the rest you. of my books are self-published. Okay. Uh, I like the control. I like the royalties. Um, can I can I ask if you went to a Vanity Press with it? It was a Vanity, and I didn't know that. I made that big mistake with my yeah. first book, darling. I yeah. did exactly the same. Mm -hmm. It yeah. took me ages to get the rights back, and they would take. I get them back in June, and, and yeah. they they lost their case, and then we didn't get a penny back, and they came back the following day with a new name, and there was nothing we could <sighs> do about it. Oh, well, I really talked to them and I could release it right now if I wanted to. They mm. said, you know, 
I could, they would release the contract right now if I wanted to. It's up in June. Mm -hmm. But my problem is this book just came out mm -hmm. and it's book three of the series. If I give up this contract right now, that, yeah. it'll be off. It won't be available Learn until from... I get it back up. Yeah. So for right now, I'm not going to mess with it. I want all three books out together. That's in the, June. That I'll be good. more prepared. Talk to my cover designer. I'm keeping the same cover. I just need their logo off and everything, and she'll yeah. do all that for me. Yeah. But I want to keep the same cover because they know that cover's known. It's but that cover's yours. It was your cover. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then it belongs to you. Then. Yeah, and they're giving everything to me, and then once I have the rights back to Rex Beginnings, you're doing I a want trilogy. To do audio. Oh right! Yeah, I thought I, you could do a box set. Yeah, and I'm gonna do a box set and audio. But I'll wait until I get the rights back. But everything else is self-published. I mean, Love your the plans. control factor is. Oh, yeah. It's, it's hard because, yeah, we get the control factor. Yes, we get the royalties. But we're paying the expense of everything. And then you have the marketing promotion to do. And if you're writing and drilling yourself like you will be, where do you find the time to market and promote your books? Oh, it's insane. I mean, I also work out of the home. Oh, my gosh. I work out of the home 40 hours a week. I thought you'd I be mean, retired by now. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. No. So, and then I'm, my, I'm a night owl. So, I'm usually working until 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm, um, 4 or 6 in the morning. Yeah, I'm not. I tried the morning thing. But my husband's getting ready for work. The dogs need to be fed, and it's just chaos, you know. So it's that that doesn't work. Um, so I I'm a night owl, and I do a lot of my stuff at nighttime. Is mm -hmm. what I do. Uh, it's been put it, push it in where we absolute can. Absolute pleasure chatting with you. Uh, just uh, I admire you so much with what you've done and your future plans. And for for those that are really interested in the books, uh, especially your. Um, series with you about your life uh, where can they find the books amazon of course under tina hogan grant you'll find my author page my website tina hogan and under all the same name i'm on uh, instagram um the my facebook group group read more books um uh -huh. i'm in, in there every day and other than my newsletter they're the ones that knows what's going on with my books and what's coming up and I give do a giveaway every Sunday in my readers group. So yeah. The read more books. Is that like uh, for anyone to promote their books, or is it just about your books? Oh no, I have on Tuesdays um, Tuesday take uh, author takeovers where authors can sign up and take over the group for three hours. I do two two authors a day, and they can sign up for that. And then on Wednesdays we do author shares. And then I have all kind of events um, where we have like multiple authors come in and do takeovers. So it's not just about me. Oh, you'll um, be hearing from me very, very soon, Tina. Come on <laughs> in and um, send me your links to your page and everything too. I'd love to keep in contact yeah, with you. Yeah, most definitely. Definitely. Um, your, your books are only available on Amazon or are they wide? Right now, uh, they're on Kindle. They were... Um, they, Okay, this one I just put in Kindle Unlimited right. for 90 days. Okay. This one, this one is not because of the publisher. Let's not yeah. this one's wide. Okay. But these two in Kindle Unlimited, and I put it what when I bring out a book, like this one just came out, I put it wide for like 14 days. 
And then I put it in Kindle Unlimited for 90 days to let Kindle Unlimited readers get into the series. And then take it off again. Yeah, and then take it off and put it wide. This one, it does better in KU. So it's always in KU. KU. Wonderful. It's in KU. And it it depends on the genres. Some genres, you know, just need to stay in KU. Um, Others, I move around. So this one will will go wide again. I'll think about another... 80 days. It's only been 10 days in KU. Yeah, wonderful.